Welcome back to the Church Spoke Podcast. Today I would like to resume our series on the seven ecumenical councils. Today we're going to be diving into the canons of the first ecumenical council, the council at Nicaea. In particular, we are going to be going through 20 canons as translated in Philip Schaff's volume. Pray that you are blessed, that you enjoy the study of these ancient canons of the faith. The canons of the 318 holy fathers assembled in the city of Nicaea. Canon 1. If anyone in sickness has been subjected by physicians to a surgical operation, or if he had been castrated, by barbarians, let him remain among the clergy. But if anyone in sound health has castrated himself, it behooves that such as one, if already enrolled among the clergy, should cease from his ministry, that from henceforth no such person should be promoted. But, as it is evident that this is said of those who willfully do the thing, and presume to castrate themselves, so if any have been found made eunuchs by barbarians or by their masters, and should otherwise be found worthy, such man the canon admits to the clergy. Canon 2 For as much as, either from necessity or through the urgency of individuals, many things have been done contrary to the ecclesiastical canon, so that men just converted from heathenism to the faith and who have been instructed but a little while, are straightway brought to the spiritual laver, and as soon as they have been baptized, are advanced to the episcopate or the presbyterate. It has seemed right to us that for the time to come no such thing shall be done. For to the catechumen himself there is need of time and of a longer trial after baptism. For the apostolical saying is clear, not a novice, lest, being filled up with pride, he fall into condemnation and the snare of the devil. But if, as time goes on, any sensual sin should be found out about the person, and he should be convicted by two or three witnesses, let him cease from the clerical office. And whoso shall transgress these enactments will imperil his own clerical position, as a person who presumes to disobey the great synod. Canon 3. The Great Synod has stringently forbidden any bishop, presbyter, deacon, or any one of the clergy whatsoever to have a sub-introducta dwelling with him, except only a mother, or sister, or aunt, or such persons only as are beyond all suspicion. Canon 4. It is by all means proper that a bishop should be appointed by all the bishops in the province. But should this be difficult, either on account of urgent necessity or because of distance, three at least should meet together, and the suffrages of the absent bishops also being given and communicated in writing, then the ordination should take place. But in every province, the ratification of what is done should be left to the Metropolitan.
Canon 5. Concerning those, whether of the clergy or of the laity, who have been excommunicated in the several provinces, let the provision of the canon be observed by the bishops, which provides that persons cast out by some be not readmitted by others. Nevertheless, inquiry should be made whether they have been excommunicated through capitiousness or contentiousness, or any such like ungracious disposition in the bishop. And that this matter may have due investigation, it is decreed that in every province synods shall be held twice a year, in order that when all the bishops of the province are assembled together, such questions may by them be thoroughly examined, that so those who have confessedly offended against their bishop may be seen by all to be for just cause excommunicated, until it shall seem fit to a general meeting of the bishops to pronounce a milder sentence upon them. And let these synods be held, the one before Lent, that the pure gift may be offered to God after all bitterness has been put away, and let the second be held about autumn. Canon 6. Let the ancient customs in Egypt, Libya, and Pentapolis prevail, that the bishop of Alexandria have jurisdiction in all these, since the like is customary for the bishop of Rome also. Likewise in Antioch and the other provinces, let the churches retain their privileges, and this is to be universally understood, that if any one be made bishop without the consent of the metropolitan, the great synod has declared that such a man ought not to be a bishop. If, however, two or three bishops shall from natural love of contradiction oppose the common suffrage of the rest, it being reasonable and in accordance with the ecclesiastical law, then let the choice of the majority prevail. Canon 7 Since custom and ancient tradition have prevailed that the bishop of Jerusalem should be honored, let him, saving its due dignity to the metropolis, have the next place of honor. Canon 8 Concerning those who call themselves Cathari, if they come over to the Catholic and Apostolic Church, the great and holy synod decrees that they who are ordained shall continue as they are in the clergy. But it is before all things necessary that they should profess in writing that they will observe and follow the dogmas of the Catholic and Apostolic Church. In particular, that they will communicate with persons who have been twice married, and with those who, have, having lapsed in persecution, have had a period of penance laid upon them, and a time of restoration, fixed so that in all things they will follow the dogmas of the Catholic Church. Wheresoever, then, whether in villages or in cities, all of the ordained are found to be of these only. Let them remain in the clergy, and in the same rank in which they are found. But if they come over where there is a bishop or presbyter of the Catholic Church, it is manifest that the bishop of the church must have the bishop's dignity. And he who was named bishop by those who are called Cathari shall have the rank of presbyter, unless it shall seem fit to the bishop to admit him to partake in the honor of the title. Or, if this should not be satisfactory, then shall the bishop provide for him a place as corpus capus or presbyter. 
in order that he may be evidently seen to be of the clergy, and that there may not be two bishops in the city. Canon 9 If any presbyters have been advanced without examination, or if upon examination they have made confession of crime, and men acting in violation of the canon have laid hands upon them, notwithstanding their confession, such the canon does not admit. For the Catholic Church requires that only which is blameless. Canon 10. If any who have lapsed have been ordained through the ignorance, or even with the previous knowledge of the ordainers, this shall not prejudice the canon of the Church, for when they are discovered, they shall be deposed. Thus ends today's reading. These canons of the church are very difficult to read and to parse through for sure. But it's so telling how much is ignored from the ancient church in today's Christianity. I hope you enjoyed the first 10 of these 20 canons. Next time, we'll dive into the last 10. Hope to see you then. God bless.